Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, our friends at the Odyssey Group, and our partners at Tegna, helping you stay with your favorite teams every single day, keeping you up to date on what you need to know to be the fan you want to be. Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you your favorite shows, covering all of your favorite sports and all of your favorite teams. Just find a show, like, and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can be kept up to date on whatever a new episode drops the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, so obviously we've got a ton of stuff to talk about today. You guys can pretty much guess what we're going to talk about. But before we do, we have to introduce a new sponsor to the program. And our sponsors for today, this episode is brought to you by Sports Trade. If you haven't heard about Sports Trade, let me tell you, it is a revolutionary idea. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. So if you guys like playing fantasy sports, like playing uh, some of those daily draft type fantasy games, well, sports trade is exactly what you're looking for. It's like Robin Hood, but for fantasy sports. The platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players. So if you want to buy a share of Mike Trout, you have you absolutely absolutely can. Maybe you want to buy a couple thousand shares of Oscar Anoa. I know I will be. You can buy and sell your shares just like real stocks. Finally, and it's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. All you need to do is go to Sports Trade. They just added baseball to the platform, so go check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is as simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And if they weren't projected to get a lot and they get a lot, you win. It's good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market, and then watch your players battle and your portfolio rise. Make yourself look really smart. All you got to do is go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up and get started. It's, it's really easy to do. It's really fun. Just sign up today at sportstrade.com. Again, that's sportstrade.com. Discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. All right, so I am running out of superlatives for a guy like Wasker Anoa, a guy that, um, quite frankly, almost all of Braves country just kind of assumed was going to be buried in the bullpen, had him behind Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson. Um, me and my buddy Dren and a couple others around Braves country have all been staunch Wasker Anoa guys, and it was kind of lonely. Well, once the season started and Wasker started performing like the best pitcher on the team, it started getting a little bit more crowded on the hype train. And you know what? I'm not going to point fingers. I'm okay with it. Welcome aboard. Waskar Noah is here to stay. And not only has he been incredible on the mound this year, he's been the best performer uh, as the Braves pitcher by a wide margin. He's also been one of the best hitters on the team. Uh, he got his first home run against the Cubs in his last start. So what does he do for an encore? He goes and he blasts a grand slam today. I mean, what this kid is doing, and he is a kid, by the way, 22 years old still, what he's doing is absolutely Insane. I've never seen a run like this in my life. He moves to 3-1 and one on the season, goes seven innings, four hits, one run, and it was unearned. 
two walks and four strikeouts. So the strikeouts were down today. But you know what? I think I'll forgive you when you go there and you supply as many runs as hits you allow. Uh, just, just an incredible performance from him. For him to go seven innings and, and match uh, what Ian Anderson did a couple starts ago as the only Braves pitchers to go seven innings this season, he gets it in 96 pitches, 63 of them strikes, and it has been a huge evolutionary change for Waskar Noah this season as opposed to last season. I've talked about it on the show before. You started to see this shift uh, the longer the season went on. And you had to kind of squint a little bit because the surface numbers have really never been pretty for Waskar. It's never been a question of stuff. It's always been about reaching it and being consistent and being able to put the ball where he wants to put it. Um, two pitch pitchers we'll talk about in, in some upcoming segments. I pretty much have to say that whenever you talk about Waskar Noah. Um, but the biggest thing, and I've talked about this before too, and I say it every time he starts and every time he dominates. So I'm probably going to continue to do this every fifth day for the rest of the year. Um, you see the arm slot change, and that's been the main principle behind Waskar Noah's big evolution. He's had the big fastball. Don't forget when he came up in the bullpen uh, that very first year in 2018 uh, and he got a little bit of starts up here, he came out pumping 100. He's got triple digits in the gas tank, especially when he throws that four seam. He kind of went away from that four seam for a minute, started trying to throw a two seam so he could get a little bit more ver uh, horizontal movement, and that two seam wasn't good enough to offset from the slider. He would throw it about 94 to 95-ish, uh, and it, it started getting plastered, started getting hit pretty hard. Well, he went back to the four seam so he could get that extra velo, and he started working up and down in the zone versus trying to work everything down and trying to work in and out. He's now working up and down, which is really what you want to do in baseball, especially nowadays with the way that hitters are, are trying to, to get underneath the baseball and create lift. Working up and down, changing the eye levels of hitters who are a lot more patient now than they were back in the day, especially because umpires aren't giving you the air at Greg strike zones anymore, typically. Up and down is the way to go. It messes with the hitter's eye lines. It messes with their depth perception. And it allows you to function using really just two basic pitches. And if you've got, if you can really work up and down, the fastball becomes one of the most important pitches in your arsenal, even if it's not your best pitch. Because now it's what allows you to offset them and get hitters off timing for that next pitch. And for Waskar, he's done that beautifully all season long. Last night was no exception. Uh, I didn't get to see all of the game because, awesomely, uh, Tree managed to fall down on some power lines. I did, however, get my power back just in time, literally as Christian Pache was walking to first and Waskar Noah was stepping up to the plate right before that grand slam. I got to get it back. It was a failed bunt attempt, apparently his first time up. Uh, I think he's going to be telling Snicker no more bunts for him. As uh, It's not always the prettiest looking swing, but man, when he connects with one, when he makes contact, he is sending them long, long ways. It was 107 miles an hour off the bat, 427 feet, and he knew it as soon as he touched it. Go look at that video again. Look at his face when he makes contact. He just busts out a gigantic grin as soon as he makes contact with the ball. For Waskar, this is some sort of run. I've, I've never seen this before, quite frankly. I mean, with Otani, you kind of expect it because he came into the game basically being the Babe Ruth of, of modern-day players. Wasker Noah is a guy that hasn't had any real at-bats since, like, going back before he signed. I think he had, like, three or four total minor league at-bats in his career before this season, and it's you know, it, it's really something special. What he's doing is, is absolutely what, exactly what the Braves have needed uh, because the pitching has been an incredibly bad spot for a team that we thought it was going to be just a, a beacon, a shining beacon for this team after all the money they sunk into it last offseason. Uh, hasn't been that way yet. Luckily, Waskar Noah comes out, and I, I, I'm here to tell you now, there are some lottery tickets. I mean, you, you need to take lottery tickets. A lot of the elite teams will hit on one of these pieces, one of these undiscovered gems. The Dodgers do this about as well as anybody with guys like Zach McKinstry 
and, and even Matt Beatty and Kyle Garlick to an extent, even though they're not fantastic players. But they'll they'll do that where they'll hit on one of these guys that you really don't think is going to be anything, and then you know it, it saves you a ton of money and it gives you a, an excellent player that you were able to fully develop and you figured this one out. Right now, Oscar Anoa, I'm here to tell you guys, the Braves got a good one. The Braves hit on a lottery ticket. Um, I don't see anything in the way that he's throwing, anything in his game that makes me think that this is not his true talent level. Um, everything in his underlying numbers seems to support it too. I mean, it's it's what's really, really crazy about Waskar. We'll cover this a little bit more because I'm at the end of time for this segment. When we get to the next segment, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to read you off some numbers. And then I'm going to show you who this is that Waskar is uh, is comparable to and what time frame. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to take a look at this a little bit deeper. As today's going to be the Waskar Noah show here on Locked on Braves. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this here on Locked on Braves. Today's episode of Locked on Braves is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the greatest tasting protein bar in existence. And I don't think I'm lying to you. They are absolutely fantastic. Ask anybody who's tried them. Built Bars are absolutely delicious. They're a fun, really nice texture that you don't really get from protein bars. It really feels like you're eating a candy bar. Not just because they have incredible flavors. About 36 of them. It's like Baskin Robbins. Whatever that ice cream place was that advertised 31 flavors. Uh, that's kind of what's happening with Built Bar. And they're, they're a, a really revolutionary company in the protein bar thing. Uh, it, it's just... The, the soft middle, it's almost... It's a little bit more like a Turkish delight. Not quite. It's a little bit softer than a nougat would be but it's it's absolutely changed the game for protein bars because now i can expect flavor and i can eat one without knowing that i'm eating a protein bar so whether you're like me and you just like to eat them for meal replacements because you don't like to eat breakfast in the morning or you like to eat them pre or post workout or maybe even a midnight snack now that they have awesome dessert flavors built bars are absolutely fantastic if you don't believe me go try them out for yourself go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on 15 or locked 15 i believe it is now and try them out for yourself. You get a nice little discount on shipping or on your entire order when you create. You can try all the flavors you want. Go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON15 today. Today's episode is also brought to you by 1010. A capsule collection of beautiful, stunning diamond jewelry. Diamond rings that are responsibly sourced and limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into that special someone's life. Use only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring if you care about who makes your ring. Ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, or maybe if you want to earn a little bit of brownie points as Mother's Day is right around the corner, the perfect way to bring light into that woman's life, or whoever, really. They're available now, only through Mother's Day. I cannot stress this enough, only through Mother's Day on BlueNile.com. All you got to do is search the words 10 by 10. The collection has high-quality fine jewelry that's going to surprise and delight, fairly priced to boot, so you can give her something special and truly, truly meaningful. If you're in the hunt, if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring, look no further. Just go to BlueNile.com, search 10 by 10 You're definitely going to want to check them out. They're not going to be around for long, so again, you got to get there before Mother's Day. So find them now, searching the words 10 by 10 only on BlueNile.com.
Welcome back to the program, everybody here on the Waskari Noah special edition of Locked on Braves. So, like I said, there is a very, very interesting uh, comparison for Waskar Inoa. Now, I'm going to give you Waskar's StatCast data first because it is kind of important. I want to see where it, at, where it is because there are still some, some places where he can improve and places I expect to see him improve uh, that I think you'll be seeing in relatively short order. So I'm just going to read these off and you guys can uh, feel for yourself. And then I'm going to go from this and then I'm going to go into the comparison and then I'll tell you who the comparison is. So he's in the... He's, a lot of his underlying numbers give you a little bit of fright until you dig a little bit deeper. So right now, he's 23rd percentile in average exit velocity. Max exit velocity, 29th, but I don't really care about max exit velocity as much. Hard hit percentage, he's in the 8th percentile. That's the place where you're looking for him to make the biggest jump. Uh, his XWABA, his XERA are both in the 35th percentile. His XBA is in the 28th. His X slugging in the 22nd. His barrel percentage in the 21st. Now, I don't really care about X stats. I've told you that before. I think X stats um, are, are kind of faulty. Uh, there's a lot of variables that go into place there, and when you start using X stats, I'm not I'm not really big on the X stats, but it is fair to say because Alex Anthopoulos and a lot of and a lot of front offices are. I'm just not one of those guys. I tend to look more towards the hard hits, the barrel percentages, the average exit velocities against things like that, and those are the three areas I'd like to see him improve the most. I don't really care about his X stats. There's there's a number of ways that you can make X stats be kind of faulty. Uh, and in a lot of cases, it just gives you maybe a guess of what somebody could do if all things were equal, but all things are not equal. There's a million different variables, and, and I'm not big on the X stats. Uh, here's where we get into the good things. Uh, K percentage, 76th percentile. Walk percentage, 74th percentile. Big, big astro or big star on that. That's the big change. The width percentage, 71, uh, 71st percentile. Chase rate, 74th percentile. Fastball velocity, 95th. Fastball spin, 28th. Now, on fastball spin, if Waskar were a, a main fastball-dominant pitcher, then that would be a very bad thing. He is not. While his fastball can hit triple digits and even get up as high as 101, his fastball, much like Max Freed, is not his best pitch. So the spin on that one... When you're talking about fastball spin on four seams, you're talking about what allows it to look like a riser, basically, since it's it's not actually physically possible for a ball to rise. The spin on a four seam, a high spin four seam, is what gives it the appearance of a riser. It's what gives it some late life and allows it to kind of feel like it's exploding on hitters. But if you throw 98 to 101, you know, then then you can kind of mitigate the need for that spin. It's a lot more important when you're a guy that throws like 94 and below, basically, when you're what's considered a slower fastball these days, like. Uh, there, there's a few guys in the league, like Reed Detmers. When Reed Detmers gets to the major leagues, fastball spin is going to be very important for him. Uh, not as big a deal for um, for Waskar at the moment. Now, maybe maybe that'll change going forward, but for now, it's not that big of a deal. And I brought those up because I have a comparison here for a lot of people to say, oh, man, his underlying numbers aren't great. I've got some numbers here from somebody that I guarantee you will make you guys very excited. Because he is in some very, very good company when you want to take a look at somebody. So here, I'm going to read off this guy here, then I'll tell you who it is. Average exit velocity, 10th percentile. Max EV, 29th. Hard hit, 23rd percentile. XWABA, XERA, 45th percentile. XBA, 77th. X slugging, 52nd. Barrel percentage, 6th percentile. K percentage, 85th. Walk percentage, 12th percentile. Whiff percentage, 76th. Chase rate is in the 7th. Fastball velo, 94th. 
fastball spin 80th, curveball spin 91st. Now, for whatever reason, they don't give us Waskar's slider spin, which I think is is a shame because Waskar's slider is quickly one of the best pitches in baseball. But if you're reading over those numbers, there's a lot of those that stick out as being very similar. The whiff percentage, the barrel percentage, the hard hit percentage, the average exit velocity, um, the fastball velocity, those things are all very similar. One of the places where Waskar really shines in comparison to this person is the chase rate and the walk rate, which kind of lets you know how some of this stuff is getting done. The person that I'm comparing him to right now is Tyler Glasnow in 2018. Tyler Glasnow's 2018 was the first season where he was really a full, full starter. That's where he got his first real full amounts of, of, of starting of starting reps with the Tampa Bay Rays, I believe it was. 2018 might have been the Rays. 2018, or 2018 may have still been the Pirates. Um, but drafted in 2011. But Tyler Glasnow now... Obviously, is a different story. Tyler Glasnow, one of the most electric guys in baseball. The average exit velo is still only in the 29th percentile. His max EV is 31st. His hard hit is still the 19th percentile. What that goes to show you is the harder that you throw, the harder that people are going to tend to hit it as well because there's more impetus behind it. The difference is his X stats are now in the 90th percentile or above, except for his X slugging. His barrel percentage has gotten into the 42nd percentile. The K percentage is in the 95th. Walk percentage is still far lower than Waskar's in the 45th. His whiff rate, though, 94th. Chase rate's 62nd, so Waskar still got him there. Fastball velo's in the 99th. Curve spin is in the 98th. And the fastball spin is in the 82nd. Why do I bring up Tyler Glasnow when they're not the same guy? Well, Tyler Glasnow is 27 years old. So in 2018, when he was 22, 23, the same age as Waskar Enoa, that is where you're starting to see my comparison for him. And I'm not really, I'm not going to go ahead and say that Waskar is going to be Tyler Glass now, but when you take a look at Waskar, and if you start getting a little concerned about his underlying metrics on his StatCast data, if you're not looking at his Fangraphs page, which his Fangraphs page is phenomenal, um, you can kind of see a little bit that there is a lot to click here, that there's a lot that can fix really, really quickly on here. Waskar, by the way, 23 now, not 22. But 34 in a third innings, his uh, his K per nine is right at about 10, 996. His walk per nine is actually the best of his the best of his professional career at 2.1. The homers per nine is at 1.31. Ideally, you'd like to see that come down a little bit, but that's certainly playable. Uh, it's higher than his minor league numbers, but his minor league numbers, he rarely gave up homers. The BABIP against him right now is uh, 225, so there might be a little bit of regression coming there. His left on base percentage is 87 and a half. The ground ball percentage, though, is 46.4%, and that right there is going to allow Waskar, even if he's given up some, some hard contact like he does, he gets so many ground balls because he throws his slider so much and has such quick late vertical drop on it, as well as the horizontal, that he gets a lot of people to roll over. And that leads him to the 2.36 ERA. His ex-ERA is 4.64. Like I said, I don't really care about X-stats. His FIP is 3.49, and his ex-FIP, which is literally just... just factoring in normal home run rates, is at 289. That's good for .6 F4. So as you can tell, he's pitching absolutely insanely. I think that this is sustainable. I know the Babbitt probably isn't, uh, but he's got enough others that I think it's going to to get better. And as more people are actually hitting the ball off of him, you'll probably see the hard hit rates, the barrel percentages. Those will probably climb up the ranks. He probably won't be as bad as, as, as bad a percentile as he is now when more people are making contact because... Obviously, the more contact you give up, sometimes it's just a bad thing where you just give up hard contact every time you get touched, kind of like Drew Smiley or Tommy Malone. Sometimes, as more people get, or more people are making contact and not swinging and missing as much, you'll get some of that lighter contact that what would have been a swing and miss would turn into something like a rollover to second base, especially when you're talking about that slider, which has an elite whiff rate on it. Uh, overall, 
I think that Oscar Anoa is a gem. I think the Braves hit the lottery on a guy. They stuck with him long enough to give him this chance, and they just tried something as far as moving his arm slot up a lot higher. Fairly, it's not as over the top as Ian Anderson's, but it's it's probably the next highest as far as over the top delivery. And like I've mentioned before, it allows it to tunnel. Now, what tunneling is, as I've said before, but if you're new to the program or if you've ever, if you've always wondered what uh, what people mean when they talk about your pitches tunneling, it simply means that your fastball and all of your off speed, all of your pitches are coming out of the same arm slot. So there's no tell from your arm angle which pitch you're throwing. So the spin for the breaking balls, you don't notice it as quickly because it's not going to really start breaking until it's, you know, 55 feet, 56 feet. It looks like a fastball still. It, they all look like the same pitch. It's one of the things that allows Ian Anderson, when he's on, to dominate so much is that all of his pitches are coming out of that same slot and they're all tunneling that way. That's all tunneling means. It's, it's a way of saying that the hitter has no idea what's coming because everything is coming in the same place and you have to, it, it decreases your reaction time as far as adjusting to a change in pitch. So for Waskar, that tunneling is, is supremely, supremely important. It's what allows him to be pitching as well as he is. And when you're talking about a two-pitch guy, which we'll talk about here in the third segment coming up, it's one of the things that's going to be essential for him to continue on this track. I think he's got it ironed out. There's nobody in baseball having a better time than Waskar Anoa. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to examine a little bit more as his pitch arsenal and what I think going forward about that. So don't go anywhere. We will be back after this on Locked On Braves. Hey guys, speaking of sponsors for the show like we had last segment, as always, got a couple more to talk about. Gotta pay the bills here. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is my favorite place to go to place any long playing wagers. I don't do a ton of fantasy of daily fantasy sports, but now that we have a sports book on the board, I might be uh, changing that a little bit. But when I like to lay a longer line, like a long-term line, like, hey, when I wanted to pick the division winners, I want to make some money off of being right. So where did I go? BetOnline.ag. They had every line already there. They had the, the lines there where I thought they were good enough to play, and I thought they were good enough to put money on them, so I went ahead and did it. I picked division winners, and I put money on all of them. Maybe you want to show how smart you are. Maybe you want to show that you're smarter than me or smarter than everybody else. Put your money where your mouth is. Go to betonline.ag. They've got lines for everybody. It's not just baseball. I like to bet a lot of MMA fights and boxing as well. Nothing major. I'm not made of money here, but I do like to win a little bit of money now, and then it makes me feel good. Even if I don't win a ton, it makes me feel good when I can take a little bit of money and show like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about here. If you want that feeling, you can do it too. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag, promo code Locked on, and you're going to get a 50% deposit match on your initial deposit. What does that mean? That's a long-winded way of saying if you put in 100 bucks, they'll throw in 50. And you're going to have $50 of free play money to show the world how smart you are. Be the best that you can be. Put your money where your mouth is. Show how smart you are. Show what a great sports fan you are. Go to betonline.ag, promo code Locked On today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, here for your car, the way your car is here for you. Rock Auto is a family-owned and operated company. It makes it really easy to get the parts you need for your daily driver. No one wants to have to go to an auto parts store. They're going to upcharge you because, oh, well, they've got it in store. And if they don't, they're going to end up ordering it from a place like Rock Auto anyway. So go to rockauto.com. Cut out that middleman. You don't even have to wear pants. You can buy parts without wearing pants. That's why they're different words. Just change the letter around. Go to rockauto.com. They've got... Basically all the parts that you can need for just about every single make and model of car. All you got to do is put your car in there. You'll see what they got for you. Things ranging from oil filters all the way up to the more detailed parts that you might not want to do yourself. 
Maybe you fancy yourself a mechanic. Maybe you fancy yourself as a hobbyist that likes to do it on the weekends. RockAuto.com is your best friend. Just go to RockAuto.com and in the box down at the bottom of the page, there's going to be a little thing that asks where you heard it from. Just put in Locked On Podcast or Locked On or Locked On Network, whatever they have it written at at the moment. Go to RockAuto.com. Your car cares for you. Do the same for your car. RockAuto.com today. Welcome back, lovely Braves fans, for the third and final segment of our Waskar Enoa episode spectacular. Before we dig into Waskar a little bit more, because I really am going to spend a full 30-plus minutes talking about Waskar Enoa and how incredible he is, because he's earned it, dang it. Uh, we do have to mention that my boy Max Freed is getting back on the mound tonight, as it is officially Max Freed Day. Hopefully, this is where we can start to see the Braves rotation start to shape up into what we were hoping to get from them heading into this season. Uh, it's going to be a decent matchup for Max. Now, the last time he faced Washington did not go very well. Uh, and Max's numbers right now, not very strong with 11.45 ERA and a 2.55 whip. Both of those very un-Max Freed-like. Um, taking on Eric Fetty, who himself is not very good, and the Braves have ripped him apart a little bit. Um, should be a good matchup for the Braves offense, who, by the way, Hopefully, they're going to start to figure some things out here soon. You're starting to see some better swings get put on balls for the Braves. Um, I'm hoping that we're that the month of May will be very kind to Atlanta. Really got to get Freddie really going. Marcel's starting to hit the ball hard, so I'm sure that he's about to go on one of these streaks where he really just starts punishing baseballs. But for the rest of the lineup, Austin Riley is still pre uh, performing spectacularly. Ozzie Albies has been performing really, really well since getting moved uh, to the cleanup spot in the lineup. Dansby's kind of alternated good and bad. Um, but last night was pretty good for him. Um, William Contreras, by the way, getting called up since Travis Darno uh, made it on the, or got put on the 60-day IL. Alex Jackson on the 10-day IL. William Contreras has actually grabbed this job and run with it. Been spectacular. Did a great job handling Waskar last night. Has looked fantastic at the plate. Now he's going to struggle at some point. Once kind of once pitchers get a little bit of a read on him, he's going to struggle a little bit. He doesn't have a lot of experience. I believe he's only got like ten games or twenty plate appearances. I believe uh, above the Double A level, and even at the Double A level, he doesn't have three hundred plate appearances yet. So he's going to struggle a little bit at some point. But right now, he's looked spectacular. He's been a, a really good performer to this point. He's put good at-bats together. And he's been good defensively as well. Haven't really gotten to see him uh, show off the arm strength yet, but I'm sure that'll come at some point, maybe tonight. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm excited to see him handle free. And I'm really just excited to see Max get back on the mound. I want to see Max go out there and, and shove and do max free things. So today will be a nice way to to kind of see where Max is at, see if he's kind of got some things ironed out. But back to Waskar Noah, because that's who the star of the show is and the star of the season. We've talked about Ronald Acuna Jr., who is quickly looking to put an MVP in his back pocket. Well, Waskar Noah right now is saying, hey, this hitting thing is pretty easy. Maybe let me do it all the time. Well, Now, again, he's not going to hit a home run every game. It's obviously not going to happen. Um, but it just goes to show you that when things are working the way they are for Waskar, everything that you touch turns to gold. Uh, and, and for Waskar, one of the things I'm looking forward to is seeing the further evolution of him as a pitcher. Because like I said when I used the Tyler Glasnow comparison, it's not to say that, that, on the, that you could take Waskar right now, fast forward him five years and he's the best pitcher in baseball. He still has some things he needs to work on. Chief amongst those is getting a third pitch to be usable. 
Now, he throws a lot of pitches, or he has the ability to throw a lot of different pitches. He doesn't throw them in games, though. In games, he's clearly, his comfort level is slider and fastball, in that order. Now, he will occasionally break out the changeup. Uh, he will occasionally break out the splitter, which will get called a, a sinker on, on StatCast, because StatCast still isn't always great at identifying the correct pitch. That's why if you can see, you'll watch during games, and, and sometimes the, the pitch won't line up with the movement that you saw. Uh, sometimes it kind of goes by velo. But for Waskar, that changeup is going to be a big deal for him. Now, I think Waskar can still be successful as a two-pitch guy. Uh, you're starting to see around the league, there are a lot of pitchers, a lot of really elite pitchers, that throw up five pitches, but are really more of a two-pitch pitcher. Jacob deGrom, he throws five or six pitches. Really, he tends to use two of them far more than anything else. And again, that's fastball slider. Now, he'll, now deGrom will mix in the changeup a good amount, too, at like 92 miles an hour, 90 to 92. But it's that fastball slider for him that, that are his main offerings. And, and you're starting to see that more around the league. That seems to be the, the best combo at the moment. I've talked about it before because the fastball, if you can throw the fastball up, if you have the velo to hit that fastball at the top of the zone consistently, it just changes the eye levels and it makes batters have to react just a split second quicker. And when you can tunnel, again, that word, when you tunnel well, hitters can't really sit on that slider because they know they have to be able to react to 100 coming up uh, right under the right at the top of the zone. So that right there kind of lets you know a game plan for Waskar. That's That right there is the preeminent game plan. Having command of those two pitches, which, by the way, are both about 70-grade pitches, they're both swing-and-miss pitches, That's that right there is the key. If he can get the changeup to even be, let's say he can throw it 6 to 8% of the time rather than about 3% of the time or 4% of the time. If he can, heck, if he can get that up to 10% of the time, then you're talking about a guy that's quote-unquote going to have three pitches, even though two pitches are his main repertoire, but it's just going to add a pitch that hitters are going to have to look out for, and it's going to help him as he goes to the order multiple times. Because as it is right now, that's the only question, is how deep is Waskar really going to be able to go in games consistently? Uh, when he regresses to the mean, quote-unquote when he regresses to the mean, is he going to be able to consistently go through lineups a third time? doesn't really matter if he's able to, to punch them down in order through six. He really only has to get through the top half of the order a third time. Uh, is he's able to go if he can consistently give you six innings or seven innings that's like seven innings that's not going to happen anymore I know a lot of people still wish that we'd see consistent seven inning performances it's not really going to happen uh, very often anymore but consistent six innings is what is what ideally you're looking for now with the Braves right now with the bullpen kind of in turmoil it's hey give me as much as you can starter because I trust you more than the bullpen but for Waskar I do think he'll get there I'm not going to say that that changeup is ever going to be above average or maybe even right at league average. I think high side it would be at league average, uh, but it doesn't really have to be. Even if it's, say, a 45 on the on the 20 to 80 grading scale, which would put it slightly below league average, as long as he's got enough command to where he feels comfortable using it sporadically throughout a game, that right there will mess with the hitters. It'll mess with their timing, and it'll keep them off of that fastball a little bit, which in turn will keep them off of the slider. They'll all work together, and what that'll create is it'll create just an extra bit of guessing. You'll see his K percentage jump even higher. The fact that he can have about a 10K per nine with the fact that batters already know he's throwing about 44 to 46% sliders, and the rest of them are basically all fastballs, and that you're rarely going to see a change or a splitter or a sinker or any other pitch that he has in his repertoire, that kind of lets you know just how filthy his stuff is, and it lets you know just how deceptive he is. Even with his elite stuff, he's got a lot of deception to him too. It helps 
that he has the supreme confidence as well. Because hitters can pick up when you're not feeling great. It's one of the reasons why I think Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson struggle so much at the big league level, but don't have those same struggles in the minors. I think they get in their own heads a little bit, besides the fact that, that their command is kind of spotty at best. But more than that, especially for Bryce, it's kind of a feeling. Hitters can tell when a pitcher is feeling himself. They can tell when he feels like he's got it. And that affects the hitter's momentum as well. There's nothing better for a hitter than facing a guy who you can tell doesn't like his stuff that day or doesn't feel very confident. It ups your own and it makes you a little bit better. So for a guy like Waskar who has that swag factor to him too that goes out there fully believing that all he has to do is execute his pitch and you're heading back to the bench, it's a good thing to see from him. It's That's the attitude that you want to have. He's got that little K-struck going, but he's not a mere Garrett where he's trying to fight everybody because he wants to inflate his own uh, his, his own confidence a little bit. Like That's probably why Amir Garrett acts the way he does, is it's one of those things where it affects his confidence and makes him pitch better, because he hasn't pitched well at all this year. But for Waskar, there's no need to act like that, because quite frankly, Waskar's basically right. He's bad to the bone, and, and if he executes his pitches, you ain't doing nothing with it. So... Going forward for Waskar, while I would really like to see him add that changeup a little bit more, that might be something that you get more in the offseason, maybe maybe over the All-Star break, which, by the way, if he continues at this pace, Waskar is going to be an All-Star. It's going to be incredible to see. And for a guy that was was just assumed that he was going to be in the bullpen, for a guy that could never really harness any command, to see the, the, the gigantic astronomical leap that he's made in his ability this year, it's nothing short of spectacular. For a guy like me, who's been in love with his arm at least since I saw it in 2018 and saw it in person in 2018 this is one of my favorite stories period he's he's now quickly moved into must watch tv for everybody I mean he's he is right now one of the most exciting players in major league baseball he is the best story in major league baseball right now everything that your mean Mercedes is doing in the AL Waskar is doing in the NL like this this story itself is absolutely spectacular a guy that nobody had pegged or very few people had pegged to be a starter is the one carrying this Braves rotation he's the one being the stopper he's the one going out there and getting the win when the team needs to turn the luck around a little bit and get a win on the board Waskar is carrying this pitching staff bullpen and starters and he's doing a phenomenal job and when he's in the lineup he creates his own runs so he's not even putting that much pressure on his offense absolutely incredible i can't wait to see what we have next coming from waskar um but we are going to go ahead and end the show now so good luck to max Fried tonight i'll be very excited to see max Fried. hopefully i'll have a good episode to talk about tomorrow so for everybody else thank you for joining me on the waskar enoa spectacular thank you to all the sponsors that allow us to keep the locked on podcast network up and running as often as we do and thank you the listeners for making this a very, very fun show and kind of kind of easing the grind a little bit of doing a show every day. You guys are the best. You guys are the king. Braves country number one as always. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now and quit rambling. Thank you guys so much, and we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Braves. Uh-huh.